Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Hey, Ben, how are you? It's nice to uh, finally get on here. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know it was a hassle in the beginning, uh, uh, making our, uh, you know, getting the right times together to, to get together and do this thing, but uh, yep. we're here now. Definitely. So, yeah. yeah, it's funny. Um, I don't think people realize that sometimes that's a very difficult thing, you know, even when you want to try and get something set up, that uh, sometimes time zones and schedules and, life just gets in the way and it, it can be hard. Right. So, right. So anyway, uh, I, uh, started with, uh, into big game, uh, hunting with her dogs, uh, back east. Mm-hmm. I reside in Idaho now. Okay. And I, I'm pretty much strictly, uh, uh, coyote hunter. Okay. I breed almost, every type of dog you can think of to catch coyotes. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I right definitely want to touch on that a little bit, but I, like I said, the whole reason I, I did want to get you on here was uh, you, you mentioned in another podcast uh, that you bear hunted in, on the East Coast with curs, and I'm like, there's not a ton of guys that do that. So, Right. And it's something right. I'm very interested in. As, as most of my listeners know, I'm a cur dog guy, but I'm a be- I, I want to be a bear hunter. I, I'm not a bear hunter. I'm a wannabe. I don't live. Right. In, I don't live where there's bears. So, but that's my goal. Eventually, to have a pack of cur bear dogs. So, when you said oh, that, I was cool. like, "Man, I need to talk to him." Okay. Well, that started off strangely enough. I read a book, and the book was called 44 Years: The Life of a Hunter" by Nishak Browning. Okay. It was based on a, a gentleman that lived in the Maryland, Virginia area down there mm-hmm. back in the early 1800s okay. and he uh uh basically uh was a dog hunter uh down there that used uh when well, let's see if i can get the cross i have to remember if the cross was correct he used uh gray greyhound foxhound uh pitbull okay um that's basically how he described it. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was, they were half, uh, uh, I'm sorry, he used a greyhound foxhound pit bull. And the dogs were half foxhound, and I think a quarter gray and a quarter bulldog. Okay. And, uh, but you can imagine then the, what the dogs were back, those three types of dogs back in the 1800s. Oh, you yeah. Know? Um, yeah, they were probably very raw. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, people didn't have a lot of time to, uh, you know, waste on dogs that didn't put oh, no. meat on the table or fur up on the side of the cabin there. But exactly. he, uh, predominantly hunted bears and deer. He hunted anything. And back in those days, there was oh, even yeah. elk there. Yeah. So I read this book and I became really interested in, uh, uh, walk hunting because, uh, his name was Meshack Browning, and Meshack would take off with three or four dogs in his pack and go walk the mountains, you know, probably Appalachia, I would imagine. Yeah. And, you know, be gone for days and, you know, catch bears and catch deer and 
you know, and, uh, you know, that's how he made his living in the beginning. And then he got a little bit more prosperous, but he was a dog hunter for sure by heart. And I, I love that book. Mm-hmm. And that got me really interested in, and walk hunting and hiking and, you know, hunting like he did for bears. Yeah. And, um, I was a dog man, uh, predominantly a terrier and, and flight hound. I hunted, uh, uh, little terriers for uh, fox, raccoons, and groundhogs back east. And, okay. and my uh, kill dogs were uh, uh, these lurchers that were uh, basically a heavy dose of greyhound with some border collie or uh, collie. And, yeah. uh, you know, so I uh, um, started researching on uh, what type of dogs to get to do this. Cause, you know, I knew a couple bear hunters, but I really was, uh, um, I don't know, I, the hounds the hounds that they had, the quads, the blue ticks, the walkers and stuff, They, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't about or take those on. I, I wanted more of a dog that uh, hunted a little shorter. Yeah. And, uh, and, the way it was explained to me, and that's how I came upon the curds in the end, is that you know they're you know the cur, cur dogs basically on paper are going to shut shut a bear down fast. Yeah. And I didn't have a lot of space. I didn't have miles and miles and miles of you know mountains or land to hunt like I do now out here in Idaho. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, I came upon these curds, and then. With the curs, there's a thousand different flavors. There are. <laughs> and uh, there were so many, you know, and, uh, you know, I was, a, you know, and I still am a newbie, a rookie when it comes to curs, but I really focused in on uh, contacting people that hunted big game uh, or hunted bears with these cur dogs. And I reached out to uh, uh, Daryl Fry yep. uh, out, out, out here in uh Nevada and Scott Reels, uh, Cal Allen, yep. and you know a couple other uh, you know guys that were you know they were, you know were friends till this day. And yeah. I landed upon the the striker line of uh, you know these herd uh, dogs. Yep, I tried to get uh, Daryl to get off one of those striker pups. I don't know about a year and a half ago. He had, he had a litter that was due off a of striker seaman. I said, how much uh, to get one of them? He goes, yeah, they ain't, none of them. These are going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're very hard to get. Yep. He, he lives about, he lives about two hours from me right now. And I've been lucky enough to, you know, uh, to go down there and breed to uh, several of his dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, which really helped me out. And, and I was very lucky enough to get a couple uh, shipped to me back east uh, when I was uh, um, really going after those uh, bears hard. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I made some contacts and I got my first dog, and uh, um, I didn't uh, didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I had hunted a lot with foxhounds. And I knew how to start a foxhound, you know, or a coyote hound. Yeah. Um, you know, back east, and I kind of just 
use common sense, you know, everything that I read, uh, talk to people and basically just put on my boots and start hiking and, and put miles and miles and miles and miles and miles on that, on that dog and me walking up and down everything, trying to get in and like just one day magically it just clicked and I, the dog was next to me and it was, uh, maybe around four o'clock in the afternoon, early spring was next to me. And the next thing I realized that he wasn't next to me <laughs> and way off in the distance, I heard him barking and I had an old tracking system on him and I, you know, pinpointed where he was. You, you say I an really old, didn't. old tracking system. Was that a beep beep or an early Garmin? Uh, no, it was an old, uh, uh, the tracker system that looked like a big TV remote, yep. uh, with the antennas that folded off the top and the bottom, yep. you know, and, uh, I whipped that out. That's what we use for the Fox terms. And, uh, I didn't really need it. I could hear him. And, uh, I just ran to him and there he had a, a, a sow and two or three young cubs, uh, up a tree and he was just running around the tree had him bathed up, you know, tree. Nice. And, uh, and I couldn't believe it. And then from there it was all downhill because <laughs> it was, I put about, uh, um, in the next couple months, I put about maybe 25 bears on him and yeah. he got better. And this, this, by the way, he was only about eight months old. Oh, wow. And so what I did is I started taking him out with these lurchers. I had these sight hounds and because he started getting better and better. These lurchers, the minute they, uh, uh, you know, figured out what was going on. And I told them, you know, they were so smart. You could almost have conversations with them. And (laughs) once they figured out what was going on, they would go back that cur dog up. Oh, I'm sure. And, uh, and that's what he needed. Because then we start not, not just getting into these, uh, uh, what I say, marshmallow bears. You know, I mean, you got some bears that would really, t- you know, they didn't tolerate being harassed, yeah. you know, by a single dog. Yep. And those, uh, so that cur dog and those lurchers would put heavy, heavy pressure. And uh, they ran silent. And, uh, and so they could see, lay eyes on the bear. Okay. And then they would open up. Then they would open up, and and most of the time the races were very very short. Now yeah. that's interesting that you say that a striker bred dog was silent because when I talked to Daryl, he said his dogs open typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's kind of interesting. His, yeah, his uh, Daryl's dog. Uh, you know the way he explained to me and his line of dogs that he really and. And I had some beautiful dogs and, and raised some beautiful pups. And, and I say that they're pups that I bred, but, you know, I can't take, you know, any, uh, 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 you know, I can't claim the fame to them. I mean, Daryl Daryl and his family did all the hard work. But yeah. uh, um, I, uh, at this time, when people had heard that I was getting into a lot of bears. I had another coyote buddy out in Illinois <clears throat> that uh, coon hunted with a lot of uh, uh, cur dogs. Yep. 
And uh, he goes, Sean, I got a female out here that is going to be right up your alley. So that was a, you know, mountain curve. Okay. Uh, bred by, uh, from a gentleman that was bred off a really good dog that he had named Tim Cope. Yep. I believe Tim is down in North Carolina. Yep. Think, yeah. Tim and I are good buddies. And he sent, uh, so I got this female called BB uh, from my, my buddy Dan. And uh, she was under a year old at the time. And, uh, but I know that Dan had gotten her right from Tim Cope. Yeah. And uh, I started putting her on super athletic dog, super, I mean, I mean super athlete. And, uh, and a real training machine. And, uh, the, the, I, I think with the bears and the way they ran, the way we ran them back East, it was kind of like, they did a lot of trailing. They didn't like, unless it was blazing hot, they didn't open. Yeah. And they only opened in like maybe the last hundred yards or, or okay. whatever. And, and, uh, whatnot. Uh, so, I got her, so that made two, and then I got a third one uh, that uh, uh, Daryl had bred a litter. Two uh, litter mates had gone to a gentleman up in Wyoming named Sean Winger, I believe is how you say his last name, and Sean hunted a lot of uh, lion with those dogs. Taz and Malt, I believe, were their names. And Taz and Malt were bred together, brother and sister. And I had a dog named Ronan shipped out to me from Sean in Montana back to New York. And uh, that dog, uh, (laughs) that dog literally put me through hell uh, (laughs) for the first, until he got big enough to put a e-collar on. I've never, uh, to this day, I've owned a lot of dogs, Ben. And to this day, uh, I've never had a dog bark like that. <laughs> he barked nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Uh, I, a light day for him was 12 hours of barking. You know, yeah. uh, it, it, it was crazy. How I, you know, thinking back and I laughed because I would have never put up with it here. You know, I, <laughs> I would have got rid of him. I would have got rid of him here in Idaho in about two seconds. But, um, I put up with it because they're very, those, those striker dogs were very hard to get. Yeah. And my idea was that he was a very inbred dog, you know, off of Daryl's stuff. And then I was going to cross him onto BB mm-hmm. and, um, and everything. And, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, the knock against Daryl's dogs that I've, I've heard, but it never bothered me. And it didn't, you know, I was just like, Hey, let's get him up at the, Let's get them up the tree at, at any cost, you know? It doesn't have to be pretty, you know? Is that they, they treat a little loose. Okay. And with uh, uh, Tim's bloodline, you know, they were hardcore competition yep. coon dogs, you know? Yeah. So I had a lot of people tell me that, you know, um, you know, paperwork aside, which I didn't care about, um, is that this was a good thing that you were doing, you know, putting these two together. And, uh, I had a litter, uh, well, I'll talk about that later, but anyway, I raised Ronan and Ronan at about, I took him out coon hunting and 
it was in the fall and he caught one on the ground in a cornfield. And um, I've had a lot of dogs uh, dispatch raccoons. Yeah. Um, I'm sure know. with all those lurchers and the terrier experience. Yeah, lurchers, 90 pounds. Yeah, yeah. And I could not believe how, how efficient this dog was at, uh, you know, uh, uh, getting on a raccoon and uh, finding one and getting it dead real quick. Yeah. And uh, I was I was pretty impressed. Um, uh, when he got big enough and I could get a collar on him, uh, that toned down his barking and made him more livable. <laughs> and uh, but, but the end result is the first bear I ever got him on was a bad, 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 bad bear. Bad one. Um, uh, basically, it was chasing me through the woods. Oh, uh, yeah, it had cubs. It was in the spring and it had cubs. But, I mean, those cubs had, had treed already. And then she just went right after those dogs, trying to kill all, all three of those uh, her dogs. But my, you know, my first one, and BB and uh, Ronan. The first one, by the way, was uh, his name was uh, Super Bad, <laughs> and uh, we called him Super. And uh, anyway, uh, Super BB and Ronan just, uh, you know, basically almost got run off. I mean, they were very young at the time, and this this bear was super aggressive probably in my mind probably one of the most aggressive bears and, I, and i'm not like please I, I don't want your audience or you to take it wrong i'm not like a super bear hunter this is just you know what i did but you've been on a yeah. few that's for sure yeah yeah i've been it was all said and done by the time i moved to idaho i i've been on probably about 250 bears or okay. something like that i could i could go out and three, two bears. I really tried two bears every time I went out. And I went out twice a week. Oh, wow. Sometimes three times a week. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, and I, I almost never had, a, uh, never had a blank day. I, I was in a, I hunted in a very, you know, bear, you know, it was bear rich environment. Anyway, <laughs> I, uh, um, this bear, uh, he got on this, you know, finally they put some pressure on this sow and she treed and he just sat back there and I have a picture of it, but he just sat back there and literally white foam was coming out of his mouth and he just sat underneath that tree and was probably barking. I know people talk barks per minute, but I mean, it, it easily 60 barks per minute. I mean, he just was a natural tree dog and sat right there, hard, close, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Nice stay put. He, yeah. And that's where all the pain of raising him just like left my body <laughs> because <laughs> sure. now I said, Oh, that's what it's for. You know, like now I get it. Yep. So, but yeah, that's basically, uh, basically what I, uh, how I got started and, now, and, uh, got into it. Kind of going back to that book that you read. Mm-hmm. About the foxhound, greyhound, bulldog crosses. Did it mention mm-hmm. if they were silent on track? Yeah. I kind of figured. Yeah. yeah. I thought they would be. Yeah. So. Yeah. They were uh, silent on track. They're probably, you know, short range dogs, I would imagine. Yeah. You know? Oh, and in all reality, to look at one, if you were to make that cross today, 
it would probably look like a cur dog. Yeah, if you use the, I mean, if I was going to make that cross today, I wouldn't use a greyhound. I'd use a an American staghound, which is a coyote dog. Yeah, and I'd breed that, you know, to a bulldog, and then I'd have a male half cross, and I'd breed that to a really good, uh, you know, I call it a foxhound, but it would be a coyote hound. Okay, what would do? Or even a really good, you know, big game hound. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But like I said, oh. I, just knowing, seeing some crosses in the past, I mean, I've never seen that particular cross, but I would imagine that they would, like I said, look pretty much like majority of your cur dogs out there today. So, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I basically, like- I, I, I have a coyote dog at my house right now. His name is Loss, L O S S. And that's basically what he is. Okay. He, it's just like a, uh, your basic Meshack, you know, okay. Meshack Brownie meat dog. <laughs> but yeah. I use him. I use him. I use him on coyotes. He's a real. He's a really good coyote dog. How? So, how did you go about creating him? I uh, had a uh, uh, hunting coyotes out 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 here in Idaho. Uh, you know, people run them with side hounds. Uh, not not many people run scent hounds out here. But uh, like they do back east, but uh, um, we run them. You know, we were running with sight hounds, and you can have a, a stag hound, or you know, uh, the farther south you go, they call them greyhounds, but they're not greyhounds. You know, uh, by no means, okay. they just call them greyhounds. Yeah, there's a lot of greyhound guys used to hunt and still do hunt coyotes, uh, but. They would race the greyhounds and hunt their stag hounds or, or crosses between the both, you know. Okay. Um, but I, we had a, a a strain up here in Idaho when I landed here in 2010. It was called a bull stag. So it was a, a basic stag hound uh, with some bulldog in it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we had a really, really good uh, uh, um, bull stag up here. Brother and sister, their name Haas and T. They're bred by uh, Scott Rios here in Mountain Home, Idaho, who was a big bear hunter and had hunted the mother on bear, uh, who was half bag count, half bulldog. Interesting. Hunted her on bear up here in Idaho like crazy. And uh, he bred her to a really good stag count and uh, had hot and tea. And I bred hot. I acquired hot and tea from Scott. Um, and had them, and I bred Haas to a really good coyote uh, uh, hound from the Midwest. Okay. And this female that I got, her father was notorious for getting kicked out. Was not welcome in any of those coyote pens, you know, back <laughs> back east. Yeah. Uh, you know, because he would catch and kill coyotes in the pens there, which. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, old Hawk there, as he got older, uh, started going. He was a joy to live with. I mean, easy, easy, easy to live with. And, but as he got older, he started turning into a real breed demon. I'm talking like nine years old, eight years old. Oh, and uh, he dug out of his pen one day and got to this female that was in heat. And uh, I didn't know that he bred her. Yeah. And then, uh, literally, uh, 
she showed up red and I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Uh, we're going to, you know, play a guessing game. And then when she had the puppies, they all came out looking like him. Or at least uh, easy. His, his, his color. Yeah. And, uh, she had like, uh, nine or 10 of them. And, uh, she raised them all. Uh, great mother. Her name was Lisa. And, uh, I took those pups and put them into a big stock tank to wean them and get them on solid food. And I put them in my shop with the garage door open, you know, and the, the stock tank, you know, 300 gallon stock tanks in there and a great horn owl. As I went to the house to go get the food, flew down and grabbed one of the puppies and flew off with it. Oh, geez. You believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little side story on that letter. Anyway, um, I got down to about two of them and they ran loose. I live out in the middle of nowhere in Idaho and I took those dogs and, and everything at my house now runs loose. So it starts getting in trouble. And uh, they would go out and literally fight. You know, at night, they'd hear a coyote bark. They'd go right to it. As pups. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, that's where uh, um, loss came from. That was loss I'm talking about. The, you know, nice. that, that type of dog. Yeah. But, I mean, he's the type of dog that um, I've never tried it. But I have very little doubt that uh, you could, could take him and show him a bear once or twice, and he would go. Yeah. You know, would he be as good as <laughs> some of the good bear hounds? I don't know. You know, um, but he would sure try. Yeah, that's for sure. No, and some of that, you know, yeah. like you said about the guy Meshack, you know, they needed a versatile meat dog. They needed a dog to put meat yeah. on the table. What we do today. Yeah you know, in the cold trailing and stuff. And with our GPSs, we hunt a very different style dog today than they did a couple hundred years ago. You needed mm -hmm. a dog that you could keep up with. You needed a dog that wasn't, I'm not saying couldn't trail, but you needed a dog that could put meat on the table. And, you know, at the end of the day, a cold a dog, that cold trails all day long or a hot nosed dog that, you know, is bumping something real quick and getting you some meat on the table. Which one are you going to pick? You're going to pick the hot nosed yeah. dog that's putting meat on the table versus something that's going to, pick the cold trail to, and stand on its head all day, you know, picking away. So just saying <clears throat> it's a, it's a vastly different dog that we, that a lot of guys hunt today than they did back then. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's different. I, I mean, you know, us as humans, we don't have the time. Um, you know, if you have a family, you know, and you have multiple kids, you know, they have soccer, baseball, wrestling, football, uh, <laughs> you know, gymnastics, dance, you're yeah. running around, and, you know, you have X, you know, it's very hard to hunt, you know, hunt hounds on, you know, listen, I have uh, four hours on Saturday and go hunt hounds. Who knows if it's going to be four hours or, or, uh, uh, you know, or two days, you know, before yep. you get the dog back with some of these guys. But those cur dogs back east that uh, were very good, if they couldn't get that bear tree or they couldn't shut it down, they would just come back to me. I was or curious. More than likely, they'd go back to the truck and just sit there. But more than likely, they'd come hunting me and find me, and we'd go find another one. Now, like, you said this was all pre-Garmin, so I don't know if you're really going to know. Right, I did not. I did not use a Garmin. Like, how far out do you think they hunted? Like, typically, when you found them treed, like, just a rough guess. How how far were they most of the time? 
uh, half mile. Okay. I hunted areas that, areas that had uh, a lot of highways, yeah. and and I was told that you know you know here's the thing, everything I'm repeating I was told you know and you know and then I'll tell you that I was told or this is what I was told or taught, mm-hmm. not that it's gospel or not that it goes that way, but like I was told that you know the curves can't the curves can't smell you know, such and such a trail. So they'll only take this, you know, this uh, with good conditions, the trails, only, they're only going to take a trail that's 30 minutes old or, you know, an hour old or something like that. And, you know, <clears throat> I couldn't, so I couldn't uh, take, you know, I couldn't have a dog where I hunted that, you know, would grub up a, you know, eight hour old track from the night before yep. and, take it four or five miles, six miles, you know, across, you know, six different highways and everything, you know, and so, and, and mainly I hunted 100% on foot. Okay. I did not, did not hunt, use a vehicle. So I had to be, I had to be able to keep up, you know, on foot with them. Yeah. Now with saying you were hunting on foot, like an average day, how far did you typically go? An average day was 10 miles. Okay. So, uh, we we do loops. We I'd have a loop plan. Like I'd hunt out this way, loop around, and then loop back to the truck. Okay. Yeah. It sounds a lot like uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Alex. Uh, I can never say Alex's last name. He hunts Likas, Khrushchev mm-hmm. or something. He's he's Russian and he hunts Likas, and he he lives in Northern Virginia, and he hunts some smaller pieces of ground, like you're describing, and. Uh, he hunts off foot and his dogs hunt very similar to the way you're describing. And, mm-hmm. and he is very successful, but he puts a lot of miles in where, yeah. most, you know, like most of the, the bear hunters that, you know, that hunt similar areas, they don't hunt the places he does because he hunts, like I said, the smaller places that are no road access. And mm-hmm. like I said, it, he's proven to be very successful. So, yeah. If you're willing to walk, willing to walk and put the time in, you will make any type of dog you want. Bird dog, hound, cur, sighthound, carrier, anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you just gotta, you know, there's no substitute. I mean, I cheat a little bit. I work a lot of hours, but, you know, I cheat a little bit because my dog, every pup on my place, no matter what type of pup it is, now, today, runs loose. Yeah. That runs a loose. huge advantage. Yeah, it, it, it runs into coyotes. My main, my number one quarry today that I hunt are coyotes. So I have, you know, dogs that will go on the ground after one, chase one, you know, do any any type of coyote dog that you can think of, I probably have at my house. So, yeah. you know, use for coyotes, decoy dogs. And, uh, um, you know, a big advantage is them getting the rug loose, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that takes, that knocks off the pressure off of me a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, of getting started, you know, sometimes they're already well started and they've already shown themselves, you know? Um, oh yeah. No, trust yeah. me. If I, I live on the East coast, I live in the Southeast Pennsylvania. So I, yeah. I completely get what you, where you came from. And, uh, and if yeah. I, I was out there and I had the space, all my dogs be running loose too. Right, right, right. What made so, what made you move out to Idaho? 
Um, my mentor um, wrote a column in the magazine Full Cry for years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name was Teddy Moritz, and she's the one who got me into this uh, dog hunting game, the, the disease that I have now that protected me my whole life. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I used to live up the road from her in, uh, over in New Jersey, and uh, her and her husband ran a Boy Scout camp. And I'd okay. go, like, and we hunted together, and there was years there that we hunted together more than four days a week. Oh, and wow. um, digging terriers. Uh, and she showed me a lot because her father was a German immigrant, and her father uh, was a, a foxhound and a treehound guy. Okay. Uh, he loved it. Like, and that, and he put that fever into her, like I've never seen. Uh, she's probably, see, almost, she's probably almost 70 years old. She's out hunting every day right now. Oh, wow. Um, That's awesome. But, uh, uh, we would go out and hunt carriers and sighthounds. And then we eat dinner and go out and, uh, and hunt, uh, uh, coon hunt uh, with her dogs that night, you know, and yeah. tree. Uh, she, she had lurchers that treat coons uh, as good as any cur I've ever seen, and and squirrels during the day. Um, they, it was just uh, she put it, it, it intense amount of time into them. Yeah. And she could, yeah, she could take an average dog and make it great. She 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 was she's gifted, yeah, and that so she showed me a lot. Also, by the way, that you know how to, you know how we hunted, you know, because we used the same dogs that were drawing woodchucks out of the ground mm-hmm. during the day, dispatching them, and we use them to tree, uh, um, you know, tree raccoons at night. That's awesome. I, while I've heard of greyhounds and lurchers treeing, the only time I've ever heard of them treeing is like water race and field trial dogs. Yeah. I've yeah. never heard of anybody actually putting the time into one to actually hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I've never answered your question. So she had these full cries sitting in her house. I used to look at the front uh, cover every day. And it's just these guys, you know, down in Utah or Wyoming or Montana with hounds bait up, you know, with a lion bait up on the cliff, yep. you know, and, and I was like, man, someday I'm going to move out there. And when the opportunity arose, I just jumped on it. I sold everything. I lived in a, I lived on a really nice farm, and I sold it and and packed up my two mules and twenty seven dogs and moved out to Idaho. <laughs> twenty seven dogs, man. Yeah, that was a journey. Ever, I don't advise uh, you know hauling twenty seven dogs and two mules from uh, New York to, uh, to Idaho ever. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't encourage anybody to do that. No, I can imagine that was quite the trip. Oh yeah. 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 So, but, uh, but anyway, that's, that's how I landed out here. Okay. That's, that's awesome. And no, I mean, I'm, that I'm kind of in the same boat that I, I think it'd be awesome to live out West. I, I don't think I'll ever make it out there. Just, uh, family <laughs> ties and everything, but. I see the allure. I definitely do. And when I got out here, Ben, here's the thing. I was so spoiled 
from where I hunted. Um, you know, I knew a lot of people out here because I was buying dogs from people out here all the time. Okay. Not just, uh, I was buying a lot of uh, stag hounds and uh, stuff from people out here. And uh, when I got out here, um, I went bear hunting a couple times and I just, I just didn't enjoy it like I did uh, with how, you know, how I did it back east. Okay. I love, I love to walk hunting. Um, and, uh, uh, I love, you know, the, the one-on-one with the dogs and the walk hunting and, mm-hmm. and putting in the physical exertion. And, and let me tell you, you put the physical exertion in out here in the mountains, you know, in the West for sure. Oh yeah. But there was, it just, it was like different. Um, there's a lot more competition, you know, you run into, you know, Sometimes you can run into five hunters and, you know, uh, five hunters, you know, while you're, while you're hunting. And, and the other thing too, is that these, uh, um, dogs, uh, you know, so I brought all these dogs, I brought all these cur dogs from, from back East here now back to the West and they just didn't do, they didn't do well. Yeah. You know, um, they're, they're used to, uh, you know, target rich environment. Yep. And they didn't understand, you know, like why, uh, you know, uh, with, you know, why the hounds were taken off and, you know, a bear out here, uh, they'd hear a car door slam and they'd leave the country, you know, yep. they put the running shoes on it and, you know, they'd go, uh, you know, miles and miles and miles. And I, I just, I don't know. I just never clicked with me, but I was, I was coming out here to coyote hunt anyway. Okay. And, uh, and I, uh, uh, and so I just kind of phased right into that full steam. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. That's awesome though. Like I would love to get, like I said, to get some cur dogs and, and do some bear hunting with them. And actually I have a, a young pup now and that's kind of, she'll be coon hunted a lot just cause that's what I have here mm-hmm. at the house. But I definitely do plan on showing her some bears and seeing how she does. Uh, but like I said, that, yeah. that's very interesting the way you described those dogs, and I, I think it's pretty cool what you did. And I only yeah. wish I you were out, you were still out here doing it. I'd be I'd be up there hunting with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, when I uh, landed out here, I had that dog Ronan. I told you that was mm-hmm. the very inbred Daryl Fry, you know, Fry Fry bred striker bred dog. Yeah, and I crossed that on Tim Cope's blood and. Uh, I got a dog in it. Went to a gentleman down here in the South Hills, which is like, uh, you know, the uh, below Twin Falls here in, in Idaho. And that dog became very, 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 uh, was a very famous dog. Uh, would stay out on a bear eight hours, running hard. Yeah. Um, he was offered big money for that dog couple times you know on the mountain mm-hmm. and he could he loved bears and he loved lions he was he was he, i'm sure he's passed now this is one of the first litters i did when i got out here okay and uh yeah so i uh when i got out here i bred several litters and put them in government hunters hands you know because i had a lot of contacts because you know that's what daryl did so yep. uh these guys would search me out and get dogs and, and, um, 
uh, you know, they, they did well. They did, you know, I, I knew I was doing the right thing, but I just, I mean, I was making the right dogs for these people. Yeah. You know, uh, Oh, heck yeah. I, I would have signed up for one of those pubs. That's for sure. Yeah. I, uh, so now I take relatives of those dogs, those, uh, cur dogs. And I, I breed a terrier now. I call a truck terrier, uh, yes. that I use that, you know, basically is basically a minute, a smaller type cur dog, you know, I'm familiar name with it, your it, truck terriers. it. It does. I'm sorry. What? I said, I'm familiar with your truck terriers. Even, oh, yeah. even before your uh, podcast with Chad, I, I had talked to a couple guys about them. I'd seen posts and pictures of them, and I'm like, what is that dog? And they're like, it's a truck terrier. I'm like, what's a truck terrier? And, and then, <laughs> they're like, it's a yeah. little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's a scientific, a very uh, uh, scientific, you know, intense and scientific experiment out here. Uh, in Idaho going on. Yeah. Yeah. So they've, uh, I've been doing that. Even some of them have been, uh, bear hunting, okay. uh, several bear hunting, lion hunting, lynx hunting, cool. uh, hog hunting on the Arizona strip, uh, nice. uh, which is, you know, it's not, you know, it's not easy. Uh, you know, decoying coyotes, mm-hmm. pulling, pulling coyotes out of culverts or out of den. Yeah. They're, they're working out pretty well so far. What's the average? Yeah, a lot of, what's the average size sorry, of one of those? About forty pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and then 30, 40 pounds. Um, I'm gonna have to try me one yeah. of them. Yeah, let me know when you're ready. I'll put one on a hauler for you. Sounds good. No. But uh, yeah, that's about it, Ben. That's, that's uh, my cur dog story. No, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk about it. Like I said, it was when you and you like literally made like one sentence about it when you were talking to Chad and like glossed right over it. And I'm like, wait a minute, back this train up here. We, we need to dive into this. Cause I'm very interested. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, I, I missed absolutely nothing. Uh, I mean, I, I love Idaho. Yeah. I love it. And I missed absolutely nothing, nothing about the East coast except their pizza and their home. That's it. <laughs> That's the only two things I'd ever go back for, you know? Um, well, if you ever come back, ahead. look me up. I'm not too far. Okay. Yeah. So. I will. Well, thank you very much. All right, Ben. I'll be talking to you. Thank you. Yep. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber. <laughs>